Today, Germany is ordered to rerun the 2021 federal election in Berlin, Texas passes a new migration law, and the US launches a coalition to protect ships in the Red Sea. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, 19th of December, 2023. So our main story today is the news that Germany's highest court has ordered the partial rerun of the 2021 federal election in Berlin due to vote counting errors. The Bundesverfassungsgericht, Germany's federal constitutional court, has declared the vote invalid in seven electoral districts in Berlin, ordering the repeat election in 455 out of the 2,256 Berlin constituencies. The vote originally took place on September 26, 2021, for the German national election, the state election and the city's 12 assemblies, but it was chaos. There were long queues, missing paper ballots, and a loophole that allowed under-18s to vote in the state and federal elections. On top of that, it also happened on the same day as the Berlin Marathon, so road closures made it tricky to deliver replacement ballots. Another issue was that exit polls were made public before the vote actually closed, as some people were still waiting to cast their ballots late into the evening. While the repeat election, which is set to be held in February, could slightly change the composition of Germany's parliament, it's unlikely to affect the ruling coalition's majority, as it impacts relatively few constituencies. However, Chancellor Olaf Scholz's approval ratings are at a record low since 1997, according to the Infratest DMAP poll, and his SPD party is now polling below the far-right AFD. This is the second time in recent months that Scholz's traffic-like coalition has faced a major court ruling. About a month ago, the Bundesverfassungsgericht struck down the government's budget, creating a 60 billion euro black hole in Germany's climate finance plans. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In U.S. news, the Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has this week signed a bill into law that will make crossing the border into his state from Mexico illegal and, in certain cases, punishable with jail time. This makes it one of the toughest immigration laws in recent times. For his part, Abbott has said that the bill will stop the tidal wave of illegal entry into Texas, but for opponents, they fear that the bill will lead to racial profiling. Adding controversy to the bill is the fact that U.S. courts have previously ruled that state governments don't actually have the power to enforce immigration laws. Instead, that power lies with the federal government. Given this, it is expected that the law will face legal challenges once it becomes law in March. The bill, referred to as SB4, gives local and state police officers the power to arrest anyone they suspect of crossing the border illegally. While lower-level punishments can include fines up to $2,000, the bill also specifies that a higher-level punishment can be jail time. In fact, if someone tries to illegally re-enter the state, the law gives authorities the power to send them back across the border or even impose a 20-year jail sentence on them. Over to China now, where an earthquake has killed at least 126 people and injured over 700 more in the northwestern province of Gansu, with fatalities expected to climb. The 6.2 magnitude earthquake, which is China's deadliest in 13 years, hit a mountainous region in the Qinghai Tibetan Plateau around midnight on Monday, destroying roads and infrastructure and triggering landslides. According to the Reuters news agency, more than 155,000 homes, many of which were made of earth and clay, have been damaged or destroyed. Tremors were felt as far as 1,000 kilometres away, and at least 32 aftershocks were reported in the hour after the quake hit. The neighbouring Xinjiang region also experienced a second earthquake with a magnitude of 5.5 several hours later. The emergency response has provided over 10,000 folding beds, quilts and mattresses, but freezing temperatures of minus 15 degrees Celsius have made rescue efforts challenging. While survivors are most likely to be found within the first 72 hours after an earthquake, that time is likely to be shortened by the harsh weather. Gansu, one of the poorest regions of China, lies between the Tibetan Himalayan region and the Xinjiang Autonomous region to the northwest. The epicenter of the quake was in Linshuahui Autonomous Prefecture, which is home to many Chinese Muslim groups. Now over to the latest developments in the Red Sea. 
The UK is joining a US-led international coalition to protect ships from militant attacks by pro-Palestinian, Iranian-funded Houthi rebels. Earlier today, on a visit to Bahrain, the US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced the establishment of a multinational security initiative called Operation Prosperity Guardian. The goal of the mission is essentially to patrol the Southern Red Sea and Gulf of Aden and protect commercial shipping from any attacks. Participating nations, apart from the US and UK, include other Western countries, Bahrain, the US's longtime ally in the Middle East, and the Seychelles. The coalition might also include Egypt and Jordan as additional Arab nations to Bahrain, though it's not yet been announced. This new collaboration comes swiftly after Monday's attack, when two commercial ships were targeted. The Houthis have threatened to target all ships using the Bab al-Mandab Strait, heading to Israel, and warned against dealing with Israeli ports. The Royal Navy's HMS Diamond is expected to join the mission as well, after oil companies like BP suspended their tanker journeys in the region due to safety concerns. Houthi Politburo member Mohammed al-Bukhati has said to Al Jazeera the rebel group is very much ready to confront any US-led coalition in the Red Sea. Moving to Canada now, where Bill C-18, which instructs tech giants to pay for their news content, has come into effect. This bill has been in the news a few times in the last year, and we've covered it before here on The Daily Briefing. Today, though, it has come into effect. Essentially, the law is an attempt to address the balance between wealthy tech giants and struggling journalism outlets. It only applies to companies who have a monthly average of 20 million Canadian visitors or users. As things stand, only two companies are big enough to be affected by the law, Google and Meta. Meta has already blocked access to news on Facebook to Canadians in response to the bill. Google has threatened to do the same, but was talked down by the federal government following a lengthy negotiation. Google agreed to pay Canadian news outlets roughly 100 million Canadian dollars annually, or roughly 75 million US dollars. Canadians are now seeing notices when they try to access news on social media platforms run by Meta, such as Instagram, warning them that people in Canada can't see this content. In the final uplifting story today, we discussed an experimental cancer vaccine. Following a three-year trial involving participants with stage 3 or 4 melanoma, the vaccine, developed by Moderna and Merck, and when used in combination with immunotherapy, was found to reduce the risk of death by 49% and reduce the risk of distant tumour cell spread by 62% when compared to those who got immunotherapy on its own. The Moderna chief executive, Stefan Bansell, told CNN that the company is preparing for an accelerated approval of the therapy so that it's ready for as soon as 2025. Alongside this, they plan to build a new commercial manufacturing plant in Massachusetts. That's all for today, but if you want more from us, then you should pick up a copy of our newspaper, Too Long. And if you've been considering it for a while, then use the code TLDRDAILY to get 30% off. It's the ideal time to buy. If you don't know, Too Long is our one-off newspaper, which summarizes everything that happened in 2023, as well as looking forward to 2024. It's full of exclusive analysis and explainers from the TLDR team, as well as a whole bunch of our favorite creators. We also put a ton of effort into the design, putting together a load of high quality graphics and designs. As I say, if you want a copy, you can head over to our website and secure 30% off the normal price by using the code TLDRDAILY.